Welcome to the A-Game Podcast with Nick LaMagna, digging into the minds and experiences of some of today's brightest entrepreneurs in real estate and business, along with Hollywood stars, UFC fighters, and your favorite rock bands. People that have figured out how to overcome obstacles, take chances, live boldly, and no matter what they do, they always bring their A-game. All right, my guest today on the A-Game Podcast is Nicholas Nick. He is a lead generation specialist, and he's just a good dude. On top of having a fantastic first name and last name, uh, he fit the Nick block right here with the nicknicknick.com and all that kind of stuff. But uh, we met a family mastermind through Matt Andrews, and the guy was just cool as hell. Um, we shared a lot of really similar thoughts and feelings on the market, and he just had good energy, and he seemed to know a lot about stuff that I didn't. So uh, I sent him a link to come on a book, and he booked it right away and just came on, and he delivered, man. I think he absolutely crushed this interview he's obviously very good in front of the mic and he knows what he's talking about and uh he's a personality man and you gotta love that he's authentic he's who he is and he's built a brand and a reputation by by being who he is and you'll see that you'll resonate to that a lot so um he doesn't sugarcoat things he's very upfront he's very transparent and i thought he did a freaking banger of an episode here with giving information on lead generation brand building personality decision making life changes how to tackle things like lessons learned taking positives working with people like so many incredible takeaways for life and business whether it's personal relationships professional relationships hiring staffing getting over obstacles mentally physically financially emotionally making decisions or even just bringing more deals as a real estate investor it's a little bit of something for everybody in this episode and i'm definitely going to have him back to talk about multiple things so Jump on, check him out. His goal is to make your life easier as a business owner and an investor. That's what he does. It's what he specializes in. He's about to break a million-dollar year this year by doing that for many people, uh, many satisfied, happy customers. So check the show notes, check him out. And while you're checking things out online, definitely check out www.nicknicknick.com slash links. All you have to do is subscribe to the podcast on pretty much every platform you can think of. The podcast is out, including YouTube, so you can listen to or watch it anywhere. That's the fee for the show. We don't charge anything. We have amazing guests that come on that, I mean, I'm just blown away all the time by the information that they come on, especially Nicholas. He dropped some serious heat at the end of this um, this episode. That was amazing content for Choosing Markets. I think you guys are going to love and take away from, and hopefully you appreciate that because it was really sick. Uh, so on top of that, definitely check out nickydick.com slash link so we can keep getting really good guests like this. So the way I am able to keep getting guests to come on is by having you guys subscribe, keeping those numbers going, and then by hitting those algorithms. So I'm going to post clips from this podcast. All you have to do is you're on social media anyway, scrolling all day. You'll see all the ways to connect with myself and the show on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, TikTok, all the different places. When I post the clips, please like them. So guys like Nicholas Nick know that you guys are watching and he's hitting and resonating with people to help them in a positive way, which is what they want. So the more that they can see that it's getting out to you guys and you guys are appreciating it, the more we can keep this train going. So please do that. A little like, a little share, a little thumbs up, emoji, fist bump, whatever it is, please do that. Also, the whole point of this is I want to do real estate together. So if you want to buy deals from me, if you want to sell deals to me, or if you want to find out how we can even work together, you didn't even really know how or what we could be doing. Let's figure that out. Send me a direct text message, 516-540-5733. Again, 516-540-5733. Book a call with me. Let's get on and discuss how we can get your first deal, your next deal together. Just text me the word real estate and we will put that in motion. I don't care what your experience is. We will find a way to make money and do some deals together this year. And finally, last but not least, go to nicknicknick.com slash biggerpockets if you want a free checklist on how to bring more values to your buyer, whether you are a real estate agent, broker, or wholesaler. Thank you so much, Nicholas Nick, for coming on. Thank you so much, Matt Andrews, for introducing me for all these amazing people. And thank you for all of you for listening to this episode 
and my dog Ralph here at my feet. I got to pet him with my feet the whole time on the table. So it was an experience for me as well. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Nicholas and Nick, for coming on. Have a great day. A-game podcast. All right. My guest today is a former restaurant manager turned entrepreneur and real estate lead generation ninja who founded Lead Mining Pros, which is about to break a million dollars in sales. He has made countless investors' lives easier by saving them time and money by following his strategies for mining for deals. And he has worked alongside some of the most successful names in real estate and real estate education, including the famous Dean Graziosi. His authenticity and vulnerability on his social media accounts his newsletter, and his newsletters has earned him a long list of loyal fans and followers. And he is here as our guest today, my fellow family master, my brother. And of course, you can never have too many Nick's when you're talking about nicknicknick.com. We now have Nicholas Nick on the podcast. Welcome, sir. I'm very happy to have you here. <laughs> you know, I totally forgot this was called the Nick 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 podcast. <laughs> there literally are three Nicks here right yeah. now. Yeah. Well, my yeah. business partner is Nicole. So it was like kind of oh, Nick wow. and Nick, and then we got the Nicholas. So a lot of Nick's going on, you know? Yeah, we definitely keep it in the family. I, I totally forgot about that. I love that. Yeah, That's man. Thank awesome, you so dude. much for having me. That 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 intro was rock and roll, dude. So I I appreciate that. I can tell you definitely uh, put some put some heart and soul into that, man. And I, I really appreciate that. It was awesome. Yeah, man. I always want to put if somebody's going to give me their time. I want to make sure I give the time back to find out a little bit about who they are and you know get into the conversations. But dude, you were like right from the. I think we sat down at the table. I was it was like 115 degrees, and I was outside sweating through my shirt. But uh, you were like, oh, I was like, what do you do? It's like, oh, lead generation. What do you do? I have a podcast. What's your name, Nick? What's your name, Nick? I'd love to be on your podcast. I was like, cool. There's my like it was so easy, dude. You know what I mean? I was like, ah. Oh, doesn't get much better than that, man. But so for people who don't know uh, or are not familiar 100% with who you are yet, can you give like a 30,000 foot view of who you are, where you came from? Yeah, you know, uh, I'll I'll do my best to make it quick, right? Our stories <laughs> are, are our stories for a reason. But uh, I've gotten better at making it shorter. Yeah, so uh, super lucky. I was a, a little shithead for a long time. <laughs> I grew up with an intense case of ADHD. You know, if I didn't take my medication, I was putting my hands on somebody, you know, it was it was guaranteed back then. Um, then after that, you know, uh, restaurants really captivated me right out of school. You know, restaurants were a really big deal. And it really ended up um, getting my attention and keeping it for a long time. And I, I ran restaurants for about 13 years. You know, and the restaurant industry was really good to me. It really taught me everything I know today. And at the time, I think some viewers may resonate with this. When I first left that career, I thought I'd wasted the last 13 years of my life, right? How could I have stayed so long? Oh, it was so stupid of me. Why didn't I quit earlier? <laughs> and, you know, the longer I've been gone, from the restaurant industry, the more thankful I am that I spent 13 years inside of that. So if anyone's doing anything right now and, and you're thinking, why didn't I end this earlier? You know, just be thankful. The more you get into the future, the more you're going to be thankful for putting up with that bullshit for even longer because it just made you stronger. Okay. You know, um, but that was restaurant career after restaurants, 13 years, I walked out of that career. I always say you got to walk out of a 13 year career because if you tell your boss, you're going to quit, he's just going to throw more money at you. <laughs> right? And then you're probably going to stay and then you're looped right back into the rat race. So I, I, I walked out and then I got lucky. I became um, an executive at a real estate education company that taught people how to invest in real estate. Now this was new to me. I'd been flipping burgers for 13 years. So I didn't know anything about real estate 
but I knew everything about systems, processes, and developing people from my restaurant career. And I was able to leverage that in this whole new field. And uh, I did that for three years. I was an executive. And that paved the road for where I am today. Um, you know, that's what cued me in on cold calling. That's what made me realize that real estate was a business and not just a place you live. And when I left that career, I actually went home and started cold calling every day to find my first deal. And I never did. But my first month, I sucked. It was my first month ever cold calling. And my very first month, I got 75 leads. And I knew if I sucked that bad and did that good, then I knew I could scale this immediately. And that's exactly what I did. Um, we ended up going viral. What we specialized in was American callers. We still have Americans. They're our flagship part of our service. And they're real Americans. They're not expatriates living in a different country. Uh, they're all actually uh, mothers. And they're all about 30 years, 30 to 53 years old. And they're just cold calling for me every day. I got, I'm very blessed to have the team that I do. Um, but yeah, so now, now we're six years in. 80% um, of my employees stay, which is amazing. And, uh, and our average team member has been with us for four and a half years right now. Uh, at at lead mining. So, um, and now, you know, we're probably going to break a million dollars this year. We broke 900,000 last year and that's all lead gen, no, no, no real estate. So, so really, really cool to come from. I mean, I think I was capped at 65 K a year <laughs> as a restaurant manager. Then I was capped at 70 K a year as an executive. And, uh, now, you know, sales are over 80 K a month. Um, and, uh, and let's just say life is much different. And I'm, I'm so thankful for it. That is incredible, man. Like what an amazing journey. How does it feel to like relive that? And I'm sure the restaurant just feels like yesterday, right? Dude, you know, 13 years of it, you know, I, we just hit six years in business. I'm like, holy shit, I'm half, I'm half of my other career. Like that is crazy to me, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I can tell you at any time of day what I'd be doing in restaurants at that same exact time. I'll tell you that much, you know, I mean, restaurants are 70 hours a week uh, on average, not, not, not max, you know, on average. And, um, but it made me the monster I am today. You know, my, my email for anyone who's curious is Nick likes to work at gmail.com. <laughs> right. And it's like, so what it's taught me is just to just be this tenacious son of a bitch that, 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 that no one can stop. And, uh, and, you know, that's one of the, that's one of the many gifts, but you know, when I look back, I have so much gratitude for eating shit in my twenties, like I did and not, you know, being a bitch and just simping out and, you know, taking an easy job. I mean, I did the job that everyone I told was like, you you do that for a living. And I loved it. You know, I was like a barbarian swinging an ax for a living. You know? <laughs> I absolutely loved it. And, uh, and it, it really made me, you know, who I am today. That's awesome, man. You know, I, I worked all in restaurants through high school and college, man. I had a lot of fun times there, a lot of crazy times. But, you know, a couple of things I tell people is like you, the even the guys that I know that like run really successful restaurants now, they're on call more than doctors. I mean, nights, yeah. weekends, holidays, the the waitress just got caught cheating with the cook on the, the, the you know, like there's always like yeah. some it's, it's like a reality show there, man. It's crazy. Yeah. And, you know, the better I one of my keys was I had a really strong relationship with all my servers. Right. So. Just like you're saying, I even if it was my day off and the managers that were working needed someone called in, they called me to call in the employee because all the employees owed me one because I was such a good leader, 
You know, I never, I never called in any favors. I never said, Hey, you owe me one. I don't talk like that, but you know, my, my leadership is so giving that whenever it called, whenever I needed a favor, it never took more than two calls to get a yes from somebody, you know? So, you know, even, even though I was great at it, it almost, the better you are, the more on call you are too. You know, if you're an asshole, no one's calling you for advice right, or for help. Um, but when you're a high performer, uh, your phone rings a lot more. That's awesome, man. Uh, a, a great thing I like to ask. I don't know if you know James Daynard. He's a bigger pockets guy. He's freaking complete yeah. rock star, dude. But he he used to work at Red Robin. And now he's like a crazy multi, 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 like one of the biggest rock stars in real estate right now. Yeah. And he talks about the way he used to run the restaurant. Like you could just tell that like that dude was born to be an entrepreneur. Like it was right. just, he was, he had like had people, he was like subbing out tables to and doing all this different stuff. But I feel like I learned a lot of really good lessons about people. Cause at the end of the day, like I tell people our widget is just a house, but really this is a business of people in relationships and learning how to deal with that is such a big piece. And I don't know if there's a lot of places better to learn how to deal with different personalities, different tones, different walks, like, different cultures, all that than actually working in restaurants. So what kind of stuff did you learn working in restaurants about people in business that helps you now today? You know, I, uh, you know, I think it was just really, you know, I became a scientist in the restaurants, you know, uh, I used to listen to a lot of leadership books back then. And I had an hour drive, you know, so I'm working about 60, 65 hours driving for 10 every week. And in that 10 hours, I would crush books developmental books. Well, then I would take those skills and my shift would start and I'd start using them. Like, okay, great. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And at the time I didn't really realize that I, that's what I was doing. But when you listen to a book for an hour that you love, you can't help but go into work and do exactly what the book just told you to do. Right. Um, and I ended up learning what did work for me and what didn't, you know, and one of the biggest things is and my girlfriend always points this out, but like, Nick, when you talk to people, you always give them an out, you know, you always make it sound like you're on their side somehow. I never, I'm never like a line in the sand guy. I'm never an ultimatum guy. I'm always like, Hey, I completely understand. I totally get it. And I'm with you. That's why I'm trying to work it out with you right now. But at the same time, at the end of the day, if we can't fix it, then, you know, we can't work together, but it's still no hard feelings. You know, it would be like a great example, right? It's like, you don't have to be the enemy. I don't have to be the bad guy. Like, this could just not work out. You know, that that happens, you know? So let's not make things. So I think one of the cool things about me that the restaurant really taught me was to create win-wins in every scenario, you know? Uh, so when I had employees, an employee would call in, hey, Nick, I can't work tonight or I don't want to or whatever. Well, unlike the average manager, I actually wanted to help them get the day off. So I would go to everyone who was working and I was like, who wants to eat for free tonight? <laughs> oh, I do. Uh, and that's a big deal in restaurants, right? Yeah. Who wants a $20 meal on the house, right? I do. Boom. Hey, will you, will you work the shift for Timmy? Yeah, I will. Hey, Timmy, did you a favor? The other server, I did them a favor. I'm helping two people at the same time, every time, you know, and now in business, which, which we're going to probably continue to discover everything I touch with anybody is a win-win. You know, I won't even do, there's no such thing as a win-lose to me, you know, unless, you know, and, and, unless we're both losing, you know, but it's like, there's no such thing as anyone losing. It's like, if we're going to do something together, you're going to feel great about it. And I'm going to feel great about it, you know, and uh, I really learned that, but that took, I mean, 
if we really add it up, I ran one of the busiest, I ran the the second busiest IHOP in the country for two years. And I ran one of the busiest, it's called Leroy Selman's. He was a Hall of Fame football player. Um, I ran one of the busiest ones of those. I mean, we're talking 2000 customers a week going through there and I'm working 80% of the shifts because that's how restaurant managers work back then. So I will say that, you know, a lot of my skills came through thousands of repetitions, you know, if I'm being fair. Um, I think one of my biggest hurdles coming out of the restaurant industry and going into a digital world like I am now was I was so good at looking like I care visually. Like if I, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. You know, people could see my passion and over the phone, I had to be better at conveying that because I'm really direct. So I think like one of which I know you're great with questions. You were probably about to ask, like, what's the biggest struggle that's come out of it? It's like, I could no longer rely on my emotion, my personal image to help me get a point across. You know, body language helps so much whenever you talk to people. And when I switched over to a digital world, I had to really become, I noticed there was a gap. And then I had to become a master of conveying my point when they couldn't see me and my passion at the same time. That's incredible, man. I actually didn't even have this on the list, but it's a, a fantastic thing to kind of dig into because having met you, you do have an energy like immediately. Like I can see how you connect with people right off the bat. Like you captivate, like you, you steal the energy in a room in a good way every time. Right. So how did you, because the people, people worry about that. Like all the time, like I got to do it face to face. I got to do it face to face. I've always been somebody who's done things virtually. So I, I, I was almost forced to, so I didn't really have that in the back of my head where I did like person to person first, but what are some things that you did to really be able to portray that, that you feel like you can connect with people when you're not able to, they can't feel your energy in person. They can't see you through that. How did you get around that? You know, so I think, you know, I think I do a lot of things right accidentally, <laughs> you know, and, you know, so like when a client calls me, you know, I think one thing that I do is I try to get a lot of, I ask people really easy questions, you know? And I notice that when you get someone saying yes a lot, you know, and I, and I don't mean like I, I trick them. I'm like, are you a real estate investor? Yes. What market do you invest in? Boston. Do you do land or houses? I do land. Okay, great. That's all I need to know. And now I'm going to, I can go on with what I, you know, and I think, you know, asking easy questions up front is one thing. And then, I think one thing I do that my friends point out to me is like, I, I make everything really logical. Like one question I ask a lot is, does that make sense to you? Because I'm always describing my processes. So this is what we do. It's not emotional. It's not, oh, I create this thing. And sometimes it happens like, hey, this is, you hire us. We start the next day. You're going to get leads. Maybe that same first day, you're going to get a KPI report the next morning after that. You know, does that all make sense to you? And then, and then I explained, look, we send the KPIs so you could look at them. And then if you, as it said, if it says you got a lead and you didn't get one, reach out to me right away. You know, so I explained that my system's full of checks and balances built in already, you know, and I think that being ultra clear, being very communicative. And the other thing that I do is I repeat back like customers I've learned and clients not in any negative way, but they're hearing an ideal version of what, like, if you're like, Hey, I coach students. So like, so you're going to help me close my first 20 deals. Uh, no, uh, I, I coach people and then I help them, 
you know, we'll probably get our first deal depends on how much effort you want to put in, you know what I mean? And so one thing I always do is I remove all of the, all of the grandeur out of the room, like all the stuff that they create, like, do you have any questions for me? If they ask a question, I go, Hey, let me repeat that back to you. So I'm ultra clear on what you're doing because in, in person, they're just, they're going to get it more likely. They're going to see my mannerisms. They're going to feel my stuff. But now I need to make sure that they've really comprehended everything that I'm saying and that, and that they, and that they know I'm there for them. So that's some of the tricks I've done to, you know, make sure that I'm having a great phone conversation, um, asking them easy questions that I need to know the answers to. And, um, making sure I'm abundantly clear and I'm setting expectations. I'm never selling a dream. I'm never, I never tell a single customer, you're going to close three deals with this package. You know, I never says, I say, look, you're going to get 15 to 25 leads. And our average client closes a deal one in every 12 to 18 leads. You know what I mean? So like I, I speak in a way that just helps clarity. Um, and, uh, and I think that that, I think that that really helps. I love that, man. I, I think being crystal clear and setting the proper expectation is a huge thing and not, not overselling it like really. And I think what you said is really important there for people listening that even if you say things crystal clear, sometimes people hear it different and they would swear on a Bible that, no, I'm yeah. pretty sure you said this. So yeah, going right. back and like, hey, let me just repeat this. I think that that's so smart, man. That's solid goal right there. That probably saves so many problems yep. down the line, you know? You know, we, uh, we haven't had a refund in two years. I haven't had a charge back in three years. You know how rare it is for a lead generation company not to have a charge back, you know? <laughs> and we don't even make people sign contracts. So I don't even like do anything that makes me win. We, we haven't even had anyone say they wanted a charge back. It's not that we've, someone's come up against and lost, but you know, and, and I think it's that clarity. Um, it's, that, it's that extreme clarity that helps. And the other little trick I'll just throw in there is I got to pace around. If I'm sitting still, I'm going to be distracted. I'm going to be on my phone browsing on Facebook. I've actually learned that pacing is my skill because now I'm engaged in every second of every second of the call. If I'm like, look, if I'm sitting still, I'm like, damn. And then another client messages me and I'm like distracted replying to them. And so, you know, I think pacing and being doing whatever you need to do to be extremely focused on, on your interactions as well. Don't think you can mail it in you know, I think is another huge tip. You know, people can tell when you're autopiloting. I love that, man. I agree. I didn't even think about that. I was actually on with Matt Andrews a little while ago and I was pacing around my backyard. Like when I, I, that's what I've been doing. Like when I come to my parents' house, I'm like, when I go in the yard and walk around the dog and you're right, I'm a lot more present. I'm not scrolling on social media. I'm not checking text messages. That, that's really good, man. I like yeah. that. I learned that just a couple of weeks ago. Cause you know, I realized that I was, every time I sit still, I'm working. Right. And so when I'm sitting still, I'm working, but when I'm walking around, you know, that's so now I'm almost forcing myself, like, let me get my shoes on. I'm about to make a call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me get ready to tread some rubber around here. That's awesome, dude. Now, a couple of things I wanted to dig into, too, on like the, the mindset and the habit side of it before we dig deeper into lead generation. Yeah. But I think that you're an incredible anomaly because most people that I talk to and like, again, this is separating like the family mastermind people and like the circles that you run in now. But sure, sure. overall, I feel like most people spend their entire life complaining about all the things that they could have, should have, would have done different, but that's literally all they'll do is they'll never do anything about it. Every year it'll be next year and next year and next year. 
But what you said is something I always try and resonate on is like, I, I, I don't want to quote you on it wrong, but I believe you said something along the lines of like, hey, I woke up in my 30s terrified that I was going to wake up in my 40s and be in the exact same position. And that right. caused you to make that change. And I tell everybody that there has to be something to make you make that change. And unfortunately, most people wait until that's why those stories come out like, oh, man, I had cancer. I was living in my car. My daughter needed heart surgery. And then they make something happen. Right. It's because they right. wait. Yeah, but you didn't have like that life altering moment that you like were forced to make a change because your back was against the wall. You actually proactively made the shift. And I find that to be extremely rare, but yeah. amazing, man. So yeah. talk a little bit about that because a lot of people want to make that change. And my brother did it, which is another thing that I like. I'm always yeah. like, man, how did you like? I find it incredible when people can do that, but an anomaly, man. So talk yeah. about like, well, dude, how did you do that? Dude, I'm a very reasonable person. I'm very logical. I'm, I think I'm blessed with a shitload of logic, okay? And I was a very extreme person. I started off by saying, if I didn't take my medication as a kid, I put my hands on somebody, right? That was like one of the first things I said to you. So clearly I'm an extremist, all right? And I got in my late teens, 19, 20, 21, I remember being like, Nick, you got to stop learning shit the hard way, bro. Like, this is so fucking stupid. Okay. Like how many times are you going to keep learning shit the hard way? So now what I do is I have like a balancing mechanism inside of me and I have a, and the answer to your question is threshold. What is your threshold for discomfort? What is your rock bottom? Okay. You know, everyone's rock bottom is different. Some people are drug addicts and it, even if they kill a kid while they're on drugs, that's not enough for them to quit doing drugs. That still isn't their rock bottom. Taking a life due to carelessness still can't sober them up, right? So it's like, where's your threshold? Are you going to be that person? That's what I tell myself. Are you going to be that person that wakes up in a world of their own shit and then, and then try to work your way out? Because it's too late, man. It's too late. And I'll actually relate it to another restaurant thing, which is you can probably agree. And what I've learned as well, is when you realize you need help, it's too late. Every time. Guess what? I need help. Well, you know what I realized on like my fourth year of restaurant management? When I need help, it's way too late. I'm buried. I now need someone to come work with me by my side for an hour before I get caught up, which means I'm in a deficit. Real help comes in before the bury. Okay. And so I learned that early on. And now yeah, I do it with everything, you know, alcohol. Hey, uh, I'm drinking. Geez, I noticed I'm drinking three nights in a row this week. Wow. You know, that's, and I'm only having one, one or two glasses. I'm not even getting drunk or wasted or anything, but I'm like, you know, the frequency, the frequency is what bothers me, right? Yeah. Okay. It's only like two ounces. It's bourbon. It's delicious. I love it so much. Don't get me wrong, but that's a part of the problem. It tastes too damn good. You know, but it's like, I don't want to wake up one day, uh, um, an alcoholic, and I, it runs in the family, you know, um, I don't want to wake up one day, five years from now and be like, shit, where did, where did this time go? So I think one thing I'm really great at is proactively reducing regret. Okay. And it's because my thresholds are lower when something bothers me. I got to say something. And it's because I don't let a lot of shit bother me in my life. Okay. So when something this is what I tell my friends and family, look, if something's bothering me, I've had it up to here. 
because nothing else bothers me. <laughs> if I had a boss that I hated and a girlfriend that I hated and parents that I hate, you know what? If something else comes along that I hate, join the fucking club of shit that I fucking hate. Okay. But you know what, dude? I don't hate anything in my life. And if I do, I either need to fix it or remove it, you know? And I think being tough on myself, I mean, is that not, does that not sound like the best kind of tough on yourself? That's like, I'm being tough on my happiness, <laughs> you know? And I think that's important. And with my ADHD and my restaurant career and everything, I have to be having fun. I used to tell my restaurant employees, I can be your best friend or your worst nightmare. And I really, really want to be your best friend. Like, you don't want me running around here hounding you for bullshit, yeah, yeah. you know, because I'm going to tear you apart and I'm going to fire you at the end of the shift. But if you but if we're like co-workers and we're like kicking ass, dude, this is we're all going to be eating for free. There's going to be so much fun. The shifts are going to go good. And I used to tell people, I remember I had this meeting one day and I said, nobody in this building wants to be here right now. Nobody. So if I catch any of you making another person miserable on purpose you're fired okay we already don't want to be here if you want to be a bitch and be here you're out of the equation and i told that to the whole the whole restaurant you know and then i owned it and then i would fire people that were disrespecting because you know what else i learned is just like i said if everything sucks in your life what does one more sucky thing matter what i also learned is people that treat people poorly create a chain reaction of people who treat other people like shit. I've seen Sally yell at Sammy, Sammy yell at Julie, Julie yell at Tom. And then this little infection goes around the restaurant until someone mouths off to me. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, uh, and so I learned to nip some of these things off at the head. And it sounds like and I, great questions because I haven't really talked about any of this stuff before and I've been on a lot of podcasts, but if I was to summarize it, I'm extremely proactive and I have really low thresholds for things that aggravate me. And because of the clear communication and all of the stuff we talked about and the way that I work, I can go to someone and be like, look, I can tell you're a great guy this relationship's not working for me. I, you don't even have to make any adjustments to make this work. Like, but you know, this just, it, I, I have anxiety when you're around and I'm the boss. So, you know, you're not going to be around anymore. Okay. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no hard feelings. I'll write you a letter of recommendation. I'm sure you'd be a great employee for somebody else. Uh, get out of here. You know what I mean? And, and I think that abundantly clear uh, really helps me when I do not enjoy something, I can go to them and go, this happened and that happened. I'm very, I'm not exaggerative. I'm not making stuff up. I'm not a hypochondriac. Um, and I clearly understand how I feel. And I think that might be a blind spot for some people is I'm very self-aware. So I know what I'm going through when I'm dealing with you. And I think, you know, you put all those things together and you get uh, and, uh, the best Nicholas Nick sandwich. <laughs> if you have been kicking yourself that you didn't start investing in real estate sooner, whether you're beginner, intermediate, or advanced, any way you're looking to get it on a residential, commercial, land development, wholesale, and fix and flips, whatever it is, let's find a way to get you involved in some projects, get you some properties, whether you want to sell some properties to me, whether you want to buy some properties from me, whether residential, fix and flip, cash flow, multifamily, whatever it is you're looking for, let's figure out a way to get you involved or find a way for us to partner up on some deals. Reach out to me on any of my social media channels. You will see all the different ways to connect with me. 
and figure out how we can start to work together, make it happen. Everybody that invests in real estate always just says they wish they did it sooner. Best time to start is today. I think that's incredible, man. It's very well worded too. I was taking some notes on there and my dog really runs by my legs. But the, uh, a couple of things you said there that I think are extremely important. I literally do an affirmation every morning that like to give myself the, the awareness when somebody's talking to me to remember, like, I don't care if like, if somebody stops and having a conversation with me, maybe I have somewhere else I have to be. Maybe they're annoying me. Maybe, like who knows like what kind of stuff I'm internalizing, but right. I want to just be aware of like, this is very important to that person, like give them everything and make them feel like good and listened to and heard. Because if you do that, like my goal is like, please make me aware of it so I can do that to somebody. And if everybody else that day treated that person like shit, they're going to remember that when they talk to me, they had a good experience. And then hopefully that will change their day to go right. do the same to somebody else. And I feel like, like you said, it can go like it could set the room on fire or, you know, either way, like good or bad, yeah. it's going to spread. So yeah. I'm, I'm always, I'm always trying to be conscious of that, but it almost sounds like the stuff you just talked about, I don't know if you've ever enumerated out in writing, but it's pretty much your, your core values of like knowing kind of like what you want, what sure. you don't want, what you put up with. And um, right. you seem to be able to, even if you don't bullet point it out, recognize it like immediately, like I already know this isn't a good fit and you have no variance on it. And I think that, that that's really huge. And that's probably why, like leading into something we're going to talk about later, why you have such a low turnover in your right. companies, which is incredible. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, and it's that's the beauty of clarity, right? When when you're clear, you can tell other people how to show up for you. And, you know, hey, this is what I'm looking for. And, hey, you know, I tell people that come and work for me, you know, hey, I, my, my goal is for this to be part-time for you. My goal is not to pay your mortgage. My goal is to pay your car payment. I say that <laughs> on their first day, you know, and, and I want them to treat my job like Uber. You know, if you want to work 70 hours, work 70 hours. If you want to work 10 hours, work 10 hours. Uber doesn't schedule their drivers, right? They just log in whenever they want to, you know? And so I've, I've, I do things. And again, I think it's that, it's that, it's that win-win nature. You know, no one's ever losing with me. And if they are losing, it's, and it's because they never brought it up to me. I can tell you that I never once ever walk away thinking that I won and someone else lost. Now, let me explain something different. I'm recently in negotiations with this guy. I'm thinking about buying a business. And every time I walk away from him, I feel like he's like trying to make me lose, you know, but we're like going to be partners. And I'm like, you know, I would understand if he was trying to make me lose, if I was trying to make him lose. <laughs> Does that make sense? Now yeah. we're, now that's called an argument. You know, but if when I show up just trying to make somebody win and there's a problem, I can tell it's them because I'm just trying to make you win, bro. I've already won. I don't need to win anymore. You know, I want to win more, but I don't need it. Now I want to lift you up. So if there's turbulence over here, I can tell. And then when I pick up that someone else is a lose winner or a win loser, probably betterly put, yeah. you know, I try to stay away from them. Because some people do think that in order for them to win, you have to lose. And, and those are people that I want to, even me, like um, I work with competitors. One thing Matt Andrews loves about me, he goes, Nick, you know what's crazy about you? You want to work with all your competitors. <laughs> you <know? laughs> and I got a competitor right now who refers me three clients a week That's because amazing. I don't have enough money because some of my, a lot of my competitors are much more expensive than me and they have commitments and contracts, all this other stuff. So when they go to them and they require six months, two G's a month, they go, I'm not ready. Well, Hey, go see my buddy, Nick. 
you know, I mean, when a competitor's recommending you, but that's a kind of win-win. It's hard. No one would even, a lot of people go, that's my comp competition. I'm not even going to talk to him. I don't even yeah. like that person, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, there's some way we can, we can both make money here. So why don't we figure that out? I love that, man. Like shout out to Matt Andrews again. One of the things he said during that mastermind was there's three types of people. There's energy makers, energy takers, and energy breakers. And you, sir, are definitely a maker. And I think that that's what you look for, for sure. You can you, spot bro. that right yeah, away. I love so, that. Yeah, yeah no, I love stuff. that. I love that. It's yeah. awesome. So talking about energy makers, uh, somebody that is an energy maker obviously finds ways to make people's life easier. And what you do, sir, is you make investors' lives easier. So tell us a little bit about how do you do that? Because I am an investor and I would personally love to know how you can make my life easier as an investor. I'm always open to hearing that. Well, you know, I, I recent, so what, I'll, I'll give you what we do in a nutshell and I'll tell you about a recent video I just made that's, that's doing really well. Um, so we're like a white glove done for you lead generation service but without the white glove price, right? So as you guys can tell everything I've said, I'm massively in involved in customer service. Every client gets my cell phone number, you know, but our prices are literally cheaper than if you went and did it yourself. But I'll tell you what, what I do right now. And we do four main things for our clients and we offer all these four things bundled up together or a la carte. So anything you hear me talk about, we offer individually, or we offer bundled for even a bigger discount than, than what we offered for a la carte. So uh, we can pull a list of any type anywhere in the country, absentee owners, cash buyers, pre-foreclosures, tax delinquents, vacants, land, you name it, any city and state in the nation. Uh, then we skip trace it. And our skip tracing is incredibly accurate. It's standalone price is only seven cents. And you get up to six cell phone numbers and six landlines. And the main number we provide is accurate over 85% of the time. Huh. And a lot of people say, well, how do you know that? Well, our next step is we cold call everyone. I'm literally the only skip tracing company in the nation with a cold calling division. Okay. So I actually see what happens at the end of the day. You know, so as a part of a report that we give to all of our clients, we tell them how many people said they were the wrong number. And what we find is if 100 people answer, only 15 to 20 are telling us that we had the wrong number, which is about 80 to 85 percent accuracy rate, which is awesome. All right. Um, we also have uh, we're averaging nationwide right now an 11.5 percent contact rate. I don't know if anyone's currently cold calling right now, but you're probably thinking, holy shit, I got three to 6% right now. Yeah. All right. Well, we've already got that figured out. We're having conversations almost three to four times more than the average dialing company is out there. Okay. Um, then on top of all that, the list pulling, the skip tracing, the calling. And I did mention earlier, we offer American callers and foreign callers. So with us, you get to pick whichever one you want, what works best for your market or your budget. And then the last thing we do is we text message everybody as well, but it's not just a blast. We actually text them. Remember I said it was white glove. We text them and then we give you an employee who is in our text messaging software, replies and asks up to eight questions and then sends you the entire transcript. So you get a cold calling lead sent to you the second it's generated and you, that person gets texted as well. So all that's packaged up. And that literally ranges, I know it sounds, people are going to think it's expensive. 
my prices start at 300 bucks and they go up to $1,300. Okay. So, and there are no contracts, no commitment. So it's not monthly. There's no setup fees. There's no hidden fees. You're never going to be hit with a bill after you sign up or anything like that. Um, so that is really what we do in a nutshell uh, for investors. That's incredible, man. And again, the most people I remember when we first started, it was like, hey, we're pulling these lists. And it took me like a year to have the courage to even say like, hey, what does pulling a list actually mean? Like, I know, like, you know what I mean? Like, so people forget. And right, so like, right. so you don't even have to know what it is. I'm just going to do it for you. I, I think that that's a huge thing. That would have made me start doing that sooner if I was like, I don't have to know what it is because somebody else is going to do it for me anyway. So, well, you know, people awesome. find us, man. And, you know, we've been in business six years. I, I only spend $10 a day on Facebook and we're going to do a million dollars this year. So if that tells you the virality and that's not, people aren't buying off the Facebook ads. They're buying because of our six year reputation, but the Facebook ads are just there because as an entrepreneur, I think anyone can agree. You got to have something, some marketing going out there. Um, but so I have this huge, massive following and this massive return. And, and it's because, you know, we actually do what we say we're going to do. And we can prove it to everyone. We can send call recordings and call logs. And I think one of the coolest things that we offer, um, this is going to sound a little ego-driven, but it's Ooh. really me, okay? So, you know, if you were to check out my competitors, I can guarantee you, you don't meet with the owner weekly. All of my clients, at the end of each week they're with us, they get their complete KPI report sent to them and an invite to book a one-on-one -on -one call with me in the next 48 hours. OK, so they can meet with me. I will explain to them everything that's happening in their campaign. And then we either make adjustments or I give them advice on how they can close some of the leads that they got. So it's either I don't have enough leads. What changes can we make? And then I tell them and we do it or holy shit, Nick, I got 15 leads. I've got one under contract. How do what do you think I should do next? What should happen here? And so the calls either go one of those two ways, but it's like a free coach built in to a lead generation company. And that's no extra cost meeting with me. That's incredible, man. I was taking notes over here where you were going over there to me, reaching across. But one of the things you said that I think is important to make note of is you you have a brand that you built off of being authentic in an age where everybody's trying to be somebody else. And I think that that's the breath of fresh air where, you know, like, I, man, I get people on that they... When they want to help me build out my podcast, they're like, well, who do you want to be like? And I'm like, well, nobody, you know what I mean? Like, I really like, well, you can't do X, Y, and Z. I'm like, yeah, well, this guy did it. And that, yeah, but you're not that guy. It's like, okay, so you know what I mean? But it's like, but this right. is what I like. These are the people I want to talk to. And I feel like the first thing I got from you is you were like, man, you're, you're unapologetically you and you're not going to change for anybody else. And I think, right. you know, e even if you're not, so everybody's not for everybody, but everybody respects that about you of like, you know what, like he is who he is. He's not going to change for me. And if it's not a good fit, he's going to tell me it's not a good fit. But I think the fact that you, cause I watched it for when we were in the family mastermind, completely unsolicited, people would just chime in in the room and be like, Hey, just so you guys know, you need to go on his Facebook and see like what his words of wisdom for the day are. Or you need to look and look at his emails because he inspired me. Like you didn't right. ask anybody for that feedback. They just volunteered it. And like when people just for no reason at all, feel the, the, the need to stand up and tell the room how impactful a poster and email from you were like, right. you're doing some shit, right, my dude. So I think that that's awesome. And I think that there goes a lot of like, that's where you're building your brand of like no secret sauce. You're just and we talked about it. You're just over the top, vulnerable, upfront, like open book, like you don't follow any of the rules. You just kind of are who you are and whatever's on your mind, whatever you experience, everybody's going through that with you. And I, and I think that that really 
brings people in. You know, it's you, you create yeah. your own tribe and it's very natural and organic. And I think that that's amazing. No, thank you, man. I appreciate that. And that's actually, we've recently, I've realized I don't have like a community for lead mining or I'm making one now, you know, but you know, what I've realized is I've, my great customer service has naturally created a community around me that I didn't even realize happened, you know, and it's because I'm walking around it. That's the difference, right? If I was trying really hard, I would probably feel like I'm falling short, right? But I'm really just like, you know what, this is me. And, you know, just like you mentioned earlier, I, I am a this is me person, but I'm also not an asshole on top of that, right? It's like, I'm reasonable. It's almost to some people that really know me. Well, it's like, if Nick doesn't like you, what, what what's up? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like if your dog doesn't like someone and your dog, you know, your dog's got a good judge of character, right? Yeah, he, he's looking uh, up when you said that. He's like, what's up, me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, and so. Uh, I really, I, I really try to, you know, balance myself because you're right. You know, I, I am incredibly direct. So uh, one little tip that I give myself that can help other people if they're really direct is I try not to only be direct on negative things, man. That was awesome. Like I came in, I noticed how important your intro was, dude, that freaking rocks. Thank you. Wow. That's a great question. You know, I'm making sure that like when people walk away, I, I'm going to take a little bit because maybe that my energy might do that, but I'm going to try to give more than I took. So no one even knows I took anything, you know, is, is really kind of my goal. And, and when those synergies line up, you know, it, it really, it, it really helps. That's incredible, man. So I know we're getting a little, a little short on time. I, ha I had a feeling our hour was going to fly by once me and you started talking, but the, uh, you know, a couple of quick things you, you work with so many investors, you know, making all these calls, putting all these lists right now, a, a very common question I get is people ask like, Hey, what, what are the best lists right now? Like what's working for investors right now in this market? Yeah. So I'll give, I'll give people some ninja, some ninja nuggets right now. Uh, number one is absentee owners with 35% or greater equity. I've really been a hit really for the last several years. I can't even lie about that. Okay. Now when the absentees, if those aren't working, if your market is saturated, we've seen a pivot to pre-foreclosures help recently. In the past, I would have told you to stay away from pre-foreclosures, but you know, I think we're entering a different time now. I think, you know, and I'll be honest with you, I think there's a wave of new pre-foreclosures coming up. I think all, I think we may have talked about this, but all these people buying houses at 7%, there's a, that's going to be the next wave of pre-foreclosure. When that job lays them off and they're mm -hmm. paying twice as much for their house than everyone else is around them, you know, that's going to be the first house to go, you know? So I think there's a wave of pre-foreclosures coming, but those work really well. But I want to give you guys some really ninja tips real quick on how to identify a market that's going to perform well for lead gen. All right. Everyone calls me up and they go, Hey, my, no offense to any coaches out there, but my coach told me to find the hottest zip code with the most transactions and then look for a property in there. Yeah, well, that's kind of bad advice. And let me explain. If you are looking for a house in the zip code with the most transactions, that also means that the most other people are also looking for houses in that zip code. Okay. Now I think it's important to know what cities and states and zip codes are the hottest, but as a lead, if you're lead generating, that also means that that is the most expensive cost per lead possible. Because if your competition is really high, then your cost per lead is going to be really high because there's 10,000 other investors volleying for the same leads. 
So how do we fix that? Well, as a lead generator, I want you guys to hire me and get the most amount of leads possible. You know, I want you to be getting, uh, if you're lucky, one lead per 100 to 150 dials, right? Well, we can't do that in Atlanta, in Phoenix, in Dallas, in Houston, in Los Angeles, in Orlando. I just gave you guys some big tips. Stay away from those markets if you're a lead generator. You're gonna say you're gonna you're gonna kill yourself on lead generation costs. Your your return on investment's not gonna be what you thought it was. Stay away from those markets. Okay. But next thing you want to do is you wanna find a market you want to be in. And if it's populated, here's what I recommend you do. If you want to be in a saturated populated market, find the nearest rural market to that market. Okay. So it's over here. And what's rural mean? Cows. Think cows, all right? Trailers, that's great. That's, now we're not gonna go into that market, okay? What we're gonna do is we're gonna pick all the zip codes that separate where we wanna be from the rural market, okay? Cause that's guaranteed to be left alone more than any other place in the area, all right? And if you're going fishing with your buddies and your goal is to catch the most fish, you don't want to pull up to a lake where 500 other fishermen just put their boats in. You want to go to the lake that no one knows about in town because it's in this little neighborhood and it's full of these fish that keep mating and all this other stuff. So this logic is literally comes from fishing in a pond because the more fishing poles that are in there, the harder it is going to be to catch a fish. So these markets, again, I'll repeat it. The city you want to be in, Find the closest ruralist area. Don't go into that area. Go up and pick every zip code that separates the two on the city side, okay? And I promise you're going to get two to three times more leads than anywhere else. And you're not out of the city. People are still going to come over there. And I think we talked about this, Nick. That property, since it's in that area, is actually the next gold rush. Because the properties that have already gone up aren't going to go up any higher. But these little crappy areas that are crappy right now, that big city is eventually going to swallow it up. And that property is going to be, it's going to be like investing in Bitcoin in the early 2000s. Yeah. Because you're getting in at the rural discount, but the city's going to move in. There's going to be a Starbucks and a big movie theater. And then that's going to skyrocket up. Now you've really got a deal on your hands. So that's just a little tip on what I tell all of my clients when they call me um, and they go, what, where should I pick? I say, look, I don't know the exact cities because I'm not that much of a guru, <laughs> okay? But I do know that if you follow that advice, you will absolutely get more leads. I love that, man. And we, I think we geeked out on that at lunch too about that. And uh, that Bitcoin analogy was so money, dude. I, I think about that all the time now. You're absolutely right. Like people are always... They're, they're missing the thing that's right in front of them in their own market. If you all want to be in Phoenix, everybody's in Phoenix. Like, so yeah, why would, yeah, why would you man. want? And I have some people that go, I, you know, I actually am in a small town, but I was going to invest in this big market because I was told to go to the one with all the transactions, you know, well, a, a newsflash guys, people are moving to rural cities too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I'll just share one little personal success story. I just bought a four unit in Graniteville, Vermont. If you Google the population of Graniteville, it's 2,200 people. I went to more people in my high school <laughs> than they're in this city. I bought a four unit there for $180,000. 
okay? It rents for $5,000. Every time someone moves out, I got three people applying because it's so rural. There's nowhere else to live. So it ends up working. I get rents can be higher because of supply and demand. And if I ever wanted to sell, that's going to be a cakewalk because there's nothing else for sale. And so I will say the rural markets are the secret sauce, I think, as we move into this next decade of real estate investing. I agree, man. I think that that's amazing stuff. You mean, that's a mic drop ending right there, man. I don't know how we top that off, but that was incredible, <laughs> man. So for, for myself and other people listening that are always interested in having their life made easier, marketing, all the kind of done for you stuff, working with people that are similar values, similar cultures that we, that we represent as far as ethics and all that kind of stuff, which I think you're a perfect fit for. So I definitely want to have a conversation with you, but for people listening, how do they work with you? How do they find you? How do they take the next steps? Like social media, websites, like plug all, all stuff, sure. Nicholas Nick. Yeah. And absolutely. Yeah. So the website's really the best place to go. It's a leadminingpros.com. Okay. Um, really, real simple. I have another URL that forwards over there called thecoldcallers.com. So if that's easier to remember or, or pronounce out, you could go to either one. It lands you right on my website. All right. And my cell phone number's on there. And you can just click the pricing tab as transparent as I am today. You click the pricing tab, you're going to see every product we offer and how much it is. I think you'll find a lot of my competitors don't even put their price on the website. And that's because the price is different for everybody. That's what that means. Okay. And with me, everyone knows how much it is. They all see. And I offer everything in four different sizes. So no matter what your budget or your desire, you can find exactly what you're looking for. That's incredible, man. So anybody listening, if you didn't get that, I'm going to put all that in the show notes. Just go on the episode, click on that stuff, and definitely reach out to this fine gentleman and and make your life easier because doing this stuff by yourself, it's 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 a grind. I've, I've tried it many different ways and finding somebody you can trust that's actually out there. And like you said, I didn't even know about that whole statistic with like the the fact that you can actually measure your stats on the on the skips because of the cold calling stuff. It makes so much sense, man. It's, yeah. it's beautiful stuff right there. Yeah, so you can test your data. You can bring it. You can have me split test your thing. And you know, one thing I'll just leave you with is you're right when i had a customer say this to me because he used us closed the deal made 30 g's and the first thing he tried to do is recreate what we do and he came to me six months later he says nick i literally haven't had a one lead in six months i tried to do what you did uh, i'm sorry i left and he goes you know what i realized nick when i have my own cold calling division i'm now the ceo of a lead generation company and the ceo of an investment company. And he's like, and I don't want to be the CEO yeah. of the lead generator. That's your business. And I think that that was real wisdom. And, you know, if the price is right on the site, you know, definitely take us and then call me. I really encourage everyone that, you know, if you actually called right now, I, I, I'd see it, but, you know, really call me, meet me. And, uh, and that's, and then I promise you'll, you'll be happy with what you hear. That's awesome, man. I'm looking forward to it. And again, this is why we're brothers, matching phones, matching names, matching <laughs> cases, all the same things there, man. Yeah. I'm really excited to have you on. You're definitely somebody, Do anytime you want to come on, you want to talk about what's going on with your business, with your life, with the, the market, man, you have an open invite. You're definitely a friend of the show. Like I said, you can never have too many Nicks, but uh, man, you, you were so cool and so nice. I had just rolled into Family Mastermind. I didn't even know I was going to sign up until like the day before, man. And you just... Wow. Uh, 
you click with me, you made me feel very welcome. And uh, man, you're, you're always going to have a, a gold star of approval in my book, man. So I was looking forward to having you on. I was happy you booked this right away. And uh, I look forward yeah. to staying in touch with you personally, professionally, sir. You bring your A-game to everything you do. This interview has been no different at all. Any final thoughts before I let you go for the day? No, man, I just want to say thank you so much, dude. Uh, I'm glad I didn't know that you were brand new. You know, I'm, I'm pretty new too. Um, you know, I've been in for about six months, but you know, that, that also, that makes it even cooler. And, uh, I'm, I'm glad I met you. You know, you're definitely my vibe and my energy. Um, so I'm, 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 I'm glad, I'm glad this happened, man. Thank you so like, much. Likewise, my good man. It's been a pleasure spending an hour with you, man. Again, you're welcome back anytime. Everybody definitely check this fine gentleman out. I'm going to be doing the same. Thank you for an excellent afternoon, sir. Nicholas, Nick, ladies and gentlemen, have a great day. See you guys.